To all who come to our happy place, welcome to the No Guilt Disney Podcast, where we have no guilt, no matter love for all things Disney. We are three Disney fangirls uh, who probably know more about the Disney parks than most grown women should. And after almost a full year of this podcast, I can solidly say we're perfectly okay with that. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Hello, everyone. My name is Teresa, and you can find me on Twitter at Gertie the Dino. I'm Jane, and you can find me on Instagram at RealMouseWifeWDW. Hey, y'all, I'm Patty Holiday from NoGuiltDisney.com and No Guilt Travel, a travel agency that specializes in Disney and Universal vacations. You can find me on all socials at No Guilt Life. All right, we are going to do an end of the year wrap up. Like every other podcast is doing whatever. We don't care. We want to do it. <laughs> so. You're going to hear some of the highs and lows, some of the newsworthy items. I mean, 2020's been a year. And I'm sure we all thought that about like 2019, 2018, 2017, right? But 2020, I mean, come on, guys. It definitely stands out. It's, it's got to be talked about. So we're going to do a little rehash on that. Uh, but before we do, we do have one podcast news that we want to give an announcement for. So we are taking a break just for the holidays, don't worry. This is not one of those, hey guys, we're taking a break, but then we're going to break up and never come back like in sync things. We're not doing that. We'll be back. But for the holidays, we're going to take a break and come back in January. But I also want to encourage everybody to come over to our Facebook group, which is No Guilt Disney, uh, where we will still continue to have all the conversations and talk about anything that comes up in the meantime, um, because the conversation always continues over there, even when we're not broadcasting or getting yelled at for clicking on our computers. Oh, dude, you click on the computer way too much. Um <laughs> A little behind the scenes note there. So hopefully we'll fix that in 2021. And uh, the way I look at this is this is our way of saying bye, bye, bye to 2020. <laughs> yeah, I know. I tried. I love us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Teresa, you start us off. What do you have on the news list? Uh, let's go for it. All right. So I kind of was like, how can we group some of these things together? Because as with 2020, trying to think back and like the timeline that things happened, that's that's just not an option because time is a construct this year. I don't know what I was doing a week ago versus a month ago. It's just I'm I'm not worried about timelines. So I wanted to start with what are some of the things that opened this year, some of which were really only open for like two or three weeks before they had to close when everything closed. But in case you've forgotten, we did get some new stuff this year. So Disneyland did get Rise of the Resistance and they got the Magic Happens Parade, again, both of which were only open for a few weeks before they had to close down. Um, we got Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, which I only half acknowledge because I have yet to ride it in person. Um, we got the Regal Eagle, as we sometimes lovingly call the Regal Beagle here on this podcast. And Epcot got some new movies. They got the Canada movie. They got um, Awesome Planet and the Beauty and the Beast sing-along in France, along with also getting a whole lot of plexiglass all over the place. So yay, yay for some things opening in the midst of a garbage fire of a year. <laughs> and I got to say... The one thing out of all of, all of those uh, that 
I, I slept on, I missed, I just wasn't paying attention. I guess it's because I didn't have a Disneyland trip planned. So therefore I was like, oh, you know, Disneyland news. Guys, that parade, you got to go find it on YouTube. It is amazing. It is gorgeous. It is fun. It is magic happening all up in the joint. And it's also makes me really sad that, you know, it's not happening and that we're not going to have it even when Disneyland does reopen. It'll probably be a little while before they're able to do that in its full glory again. But what a fun parade. That one is amazing. Teresa, I know you don't do like spoiler stuff, but how was your feeling on that? Were you not going to watch it until you went and saw it? So I, I still haven't going to Disneyland for a really long time. Like what's your your deal there? Yeah. So I still haven't seen it. I've seen a few pictures here and there. And then D23 Expo um, last year, they, you know, they did a preview of the music. So Mm -hmm. I've heard some of it. I've gotten just enough of a taste, but at this point I'm like, I've waited so long. I can, I can wait a little longer. It's fine. Same thing. Like I still haven't watched a ride through of Rise of the Resistance. I still have not watched a ride through or listened to the music from Runaway Railway. I'm I, like, I may as well just wait now. Wait, why? Why give in, you know, 10, 11 months later? I, I can keep waiting. It's fine. Whatever. You are amazing. I have. Yeah, no, not me. I'm like, if there's a preview of anything, if I can get it, if I can get it immediately, I need that. And if it's out there, I'm going to, I Google spoilers in movies. I, yeah, I can't do that. You're that's like I said, this is why I can pretend I can just not acknowledge that it exists because I haven't seen it and I haven't written it. So I feel like I'm not missing out on anything because in my mind, these, these don't exist. They're not out there. It's fine. Whatever. We're all good. (laughs) Jane, do you have a a favorite thing? (laughs) Wait, hold on. Do you have a favorite thing at the Regal Beagle? (laughs) Because I know that's the favorite opening that we got. (laughs) Literally, I was reading this list and I was like, are we going to talk about the fact that of all the things that opened this year, the greatest thing to open was the Regal Beagle? <laughs> We're such Americans, man. But that was so good. It is it's so, so good. good. So good. <laughs> so good. So uh, and if you haven't tried everything, goodness. Yeah. Yes. Delicious. And I mean, if you're over 21 and you like to partake, there's a great whiskey lemonade. I mean, it just it has everything. <laughs> Yeah, everything. Everything. All right. So <laughs> that list was kind of short. Um, ready to talk about everything that closed? Literally everything. <laughs> I was like, did I just spoil that? <laughs> that so, list was, it was even shorter. <laughs> yes. But, so what, it was the end of January was when the first Disney park closed for COVID, but it was sometime in mid-March that every every Disney park in the world was closed for the first time. Um, but there are a few things that permanently are now closed. Um, so Electric Umbrella, uh, Rivers of Light, which I would say this one kind of surprised me that they closed. I know the reviews were not always the greatest, but because of how much money Disney put into that show, mm-hmm. it surprised me it's as short-lived as it was. Um, Primeval World is officially closed, which I saw a picture the other day of just a truck with all the vehicles on it going down the road. So like that one's that one's done. Um, Stitch's Great Escape, I guess, officially had their announcement that they are closed now, even though it's been essentially closed for many years and the thing we can rejoice about the most that is gone and not coming back is the clown slide at the boardwalk our our national nightmare is ending as long as they don't replace it with the the face of one of those nanny chairs i'm good (laughs) 
Like that's the only thing more terrifying that they could put there. That's fantastic. And I think you're correct. RIP clown slide at boardwalk. Um, we're not going to miss you. However, no. <laughs> did I ever tell you guys that um, at stitches, great escape over it had to be over the summer, obviously. Um, but they had a sign outside and I took a picture of it. I don't know if I sent it to you, but it actually said um, stitch has left the building. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it was only out for like two or three days and then they took it down. It was so great. And we were happened to just be walking by and we were like, Oh man. <laughs> that's fantastic. That was yeah. my, that's I, I have run so many run Disney races and my favorite run Disney race picture is stitch Elvis. And I've only been able to stop once for him. And I was so excited when I did. Um, speaking of run Disney, I'm just going to rip that bandaid off because there's one of those things that kind of fall into the things that closed category. Because as of this week, we got the official announcement that star Wars rival run weekend in April, 2021 has been moved and transitioned. I'm doing air quotes over here. Transitioned to a virtual race. To the surprise of probably no one, if you look deep into your heart, you knew it was coming. However, it still hurts and sucks nonetheless. Uh, That has happened. So that makes a complete full calendar year of Run Disney races that have been canceled um, or moved to virtuals. Uh, I laughed because they are recycling (laughs) the medals that we were supposed to get for the 2020 Rival Run race. They're going to reuse those in the 2021. Yes, they did change the the, the dates on them. Uh, So anybody that, you know, was going to miss out on those, good news, folks, you're going to get them, uh, which I thought was smart. But yeah, that happened. That that's that's a real thing. And for anybody who's listening, going, well, when are we going to run Disney again? I know that there's some in-person races happening. Why can't Disney do it? Uh, the answer is, uh, we don't know when we're going to run Disney again, and we don't know why they can't do it. I can give you like my point of view of why I think they can't do it, and part of that is, again, part of all of this COVIDness. Um, not only, you know, is running with a large, you know, 25,000 other people packed into corrals and such, possibly a super spreader event just waiting to happen. Um, But not only that, uh, you know, there's been a lot of layoffs and a lot of furloughs and a lot of the folks who are in charge of Run Disney planning and whatnot, they're not working right now. So I think between those things, we've got to be patient and wait our turn and see what happens with that product line and hope that it comes back. Um, one last point, the star Wars race is also done, done. Like they're going to retheme it is what they've said in this email. So there will not be another rival run weekend, uh, in the future. What does that mean? Does that mean no more star Wars whatsoever? Maybe. Does that mean they're going to completely change it? That's the way I read it. I don't think there's going to be any another, I don't think Star Wars is going to be in the in the factor. I think it's going to be something totally different. But we don't know what that is. And we don't even know if there's going to be races this year, next year. We don't know what's happening. Uh, all we know is that it's been one full year without Run Disney. And uh, womp womp, right? I'm, I'm excited to see what it's re-themed to though. 
I just hope it actually does get rethemed. Like, it, you know, I, I guess in my very negative um, way of thinking, my concern is that Ren Disney's not coming back. And so this is just kind of their <laughs> heads up, like, quit asking us about Star Wars because there ain't going to be no Star Wars. And we'll just get back in touch with you when we can. They haven't said that about the other races yet, but we'll see. Would they have said retheme if it was just all going away? I feel like they would have just. To keep people from panicking? Yes. Oh, oh all right. Mm-hmm. Well, see, I guess yeah. my hope is because that took over uh, the weekend. It was, you know, it was the weekend that was the Expedition Everest 5K. And I, mm-hmm. my hope is that they'll come back with something along those lines. That's more of a, a fun race for people because that one had, you know, had the obstacle course and it had the scavenger hunt as a part of it and so that's the one run disney race that i've done and it was because there were so many other elements that weren't just race focused Mm -hmm. so i know i personally if they're going to retheme a race or you know do something a little different i kind of hope that they do something like that and just do a unique spin on on a race experience that's not just running focused which i know a lot of the runners listening to this are like no that's not what we want (laughs) but you want to give us a back to racing do that Right. No, it was popular. I mean, I it, it sold out and people loved it and I never got a chance to do it, uh, but I, I would have. I So yeah, I mean, I'm down with that too, but we'll just have to wait and see. Like I said, I know nothing. Nobody's told me anything. I don't have inside scoop. It's just, and, and I will fully admit guys, I am the glasses half empty person. <laughs> I always believe the worst will happen so that when something good happens, I'm like, happily pleasantly surprised but if something bad does happen i'm like yeah i i kind of knew that was coming so you know just a little insight into my psyche um <laughs> if you need to believe if you want to believe please ignore me and uh let's just keep hoping that ren disney comes back i i honestly hope it does like there's no question um it's why I started running in the first place. And so I would really like to keep that carrot out there for myself to keep moving. So that's my thoughts on the run Disney such. Well, that's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, supposed to happen in 2020, but didn't. Let's talk about this. This is a pretty, uh, pretty big list of things that we were expecting 2020 to be this big, massive, like year of change at, particularly at like the Disney parks. And um, yeah, didn't happen. And I think, yeah, because we just talked about Run Disney, things things supposed to happen in 2020, but didn't, obviously, all of all of these races. Um, one that I'm particularly happy about has gotten pushed back or canceled, depending on who you ask, was the Spaceship Earth closure and refurbishment. I, I do think it needs some updating, but I was mostly disappointed because I was thinking, I'll never get to ride it again in its current iteration. And it seems like whenever I get back to the parks, it will still be there and I'll get to do that. Um, we also have the the Space 220 restaurant. Uh, the Not surprisingly, a lot of these are in Epcot. Um, so the France Pavilion expansion with the, the Creperie and Remy's Ratatouille adventure. The Disney DuckTales World Showcase adventure was supposed to debut this year, replace the Perry the Platypus one. Um, and an interesting note on that, I think this is every single one of that type of experience that they've done the actual it doesn't debut with these characters until after that show has been canceled so i think it was kim possible um i can't remember what is the show with perry the platypus phineas and ferb 
Is that mm-hmm. so? But I think all of these shows kind of ended before their characters got into World Showcase, and DuckTales has continued that trend. Um, Harmonious, the Wondrous China film that was supposed to go into Epcot, the Toy Story Land uh, barbecue restaurant. The Drawn to Life presented by Cirque du Soleil. And I think one of the bigger losses of this year was the Avengers Campus at Disneyland. And this isn't also even going into all of the, you know, everything else that is getting delayed because of everything that's being delayed in 2020, because that's an even bigger list. This is just what was supposed to open this year and is now sometime in the future. Well, and we had some movement on Harmonious. Yes, oh, the barges. Mm. I just... <laughs> what happened to sight lines? I have such thoughts about this. And I think it will look better once, because the barges are supposed to be fountains also, so I think once those are turned on, it will look better, but they've ruined some of these views. I mean, you all know how I feel about Epcot, and you know particularly how I feel about putting more Disney characters and Disney music into Epcot. Like I'm not, not happy about all of this, but then you're going to take away my beautiful lagoon views on top of that. Like it's, I'm, I, I wouldn't feel as frustrated if they weren't going to be out there all the time, but they are. And I don't, I don't love it. It's not great, Bob. <laughs> Which Bob are we talking about? <laughs> all any and all of them for making this happen. But we, I think you both know which Bob is. Or on my, my crap list <laughs> to put it family friendly <laughs> I just I don't I, 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 it gives me rivers of light vibes floating garlic you guys didn't do this well last time I'm not a huge Epcot fan like everybody knows that that's no secret but come on these are big old eyesores <laughs> Well, and one of the great things about Illuminations was that it didn't matter where you were positioned, like you could have a great view of, you know, of that show anywhere around. And it seems like with these, you have to be in like a specific, even just for the show itself, like take away how awful it looks during the day. There's going to be like specific places that you have to be if you actually want the full experience of what that show is going to be because of how the everything's going to be working with the barges and the projections. So they've even taken away one of the, the great things about being able to do a lagoon style fireworks show is by not making it a the same or a similar experience from around the lagoon. So just I don't what are you doing? Why? Why? Mm-hmm. Yes. A, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, my my uh, biggest sadness out of all of this is is definitely Avengers Campus uh, because while I didn't have a trip on the schedule, I probably I know as soon as they gave the uh, official announcement and whatnot, I would have been there by the end of the summer. <laughs> I, I definitely would have made up made plans to go. And, I mean, um, we kind of did because I had two reservations did. out there. <laughs> we did. Yeah. No, we talked about that. Yeah. We were like, we should just make it happen. And so it was going to, but womp womp. Uh, I think the good news about this, if you want to try to pull something good out of this about Avengers Campus being put on hold, is it was supposed to open like with a, like a phase one opening, right, this summer summer of 2020. So hopefully this means that whenever Disneyland gets around to opening again, poor Disneyland, whenever Disneyland gets around opening again, fingers crossed that it's going to be able maybe to open all of Avengers campus and it won't just be the phase one. It'll, you know, be everything. I don't know what time frame we're looking at just yet, but 
wouldn't that be amazing? Well, I'll say my concern with that, though, is because, again, we're not sure of the, the bigger impacts of things that were supposed to happen and now won't because of all of how much the budget is changing everywhere. Mm-hmm. Anything that's not a phase one or anything where construction has not is not actively begun yet, I would worry that it's just off the table. I don't think we can expect anything that is not in like very, very far into development is actually going to be realized. And this is the part, this is where I get my, you know, half glass empty scenario. I it's I, I think we're all very much in a in a wait and see what happens. I I would not be expecting that more we'd get additional things opening when Avent- Avengers Campus opens than were initially planned in that phase one. All right. Well, we we will see. We will see. Jane, you want to be the tiebreaker? What do you think? Um, I, I think it is a lot of wait and see. I think it's more about when it opens. Um, but I do agree that I think there might be some push out with like why spend money to add in extra things if we're not open yet or have no future. So I could see it opening with just what's supposed to be right now. I would hope um, that some of the shift is going towards our 50th anniversary down here in Florida. That happens next year as um, I also hope that the 50th anniversary will last for, I don't know, five to 10 years because we earned that 2020 stole from us. And now I feel like we have earned a 10 year 50th anniversary celebration. (laughs) Well, and, and I do think they have somewhat acknowledged that it's going to go well into the next year because the Cosmic Rewind, you know, the Guardians of the Galaxy attraction, that's one that is getting pushed. It's getting delayed. It was supposed to open 2021 and it's now pushed to 2022. So I think they're going to continue the the 50th anniversary celebration at least until all of these signature attractions are able to open. And again, who knows exactly what what dates those will be at the moment. But I think yeah, th- those celebrations are going to continue until they get all of these things checked off that they had wanted to have. <laughs> Again, a 10 year celebration. <laughs> <laughs> well, we shall see. We shall see. I think that might be the title of this. We shall see. We shall see. All right. Um, what other news do we got? We got a bunch of like kind of went off big things that caused uh, a lot of discussion in the Disney uh, uh, fand fandom Disney Disney base. So let's roll through some of these. Um, one of them that Splash Mountain refurb. What's the latest on that? I mean, I think it was announced and then went you know quiet crickets. I thought just recently they said they were pushing it forward. Oh, did they? That's nice of them. I know they were in, they had mentioned when it was first announced, because I know it it came at a time where there was a lot of discussion um, about inclusion and making sure people feel comfortable in any space that they enter. So a lot of people thought that talking about the Splash Mountain refurb into something with Princess and the Frog and Tiana was a response to that. But they'd said that it was, this has been in the plans and in development for 
a while prior to making this announcement. So it wouldn't surprise me that this is something that maybe is further along. Um, and they were just kind of waiting for the right time to announce it. And it happened to be, they decided, you know, they were going to do it then. So it wouldn't surprise me if this is something they're able to, to get done a little faster. Cause it's also, it's, you know, it's retheming an attraction is slightly easier than, than completely developing something mm-hmm, new. Mm-hmm. So I think, again, it's another one we might see a, this might have something, something that has a phase one refurbishment where they get, you know, do, do the minimum that they can to make it a new experience and then gradually add on to it, especially if you figure in, in Disneyland, because it is so close to New Orleans Square, they may have a phase two where they kind of work in the environment a little more to, to pull it into that, that side of the park versus being in critter country right now. <laughs> that really bothers you. Well, no, like I said, I think that makes sense. I actually am very, very much in favor of it in Disneyland. I think it's a bigger lift to to redo the area in Frontierland at Magic Kingdom. And I'm not mm. saying they, they can't do it or they won't do it. But I think because because um, Splash Mountain in Disneyland is already right next to a land that, you know, is very, very fitting for, for Tiana and Princess and the Frog, I think there it will be, like I said, It'll be a little easier there than it will be in Magic Kingdom and making it feel like that distinct environment when it is so close to to the Frontierland attractions. All right. Uh, So into this happened in February, right? When we had some Bobs moving around. Uh, Bob Iger stepped down. Bob Chapek got promoted. And then we got Josh tomorrow. We did. We did. Oh, see, 2020 hasn't been all that bad, guys. It hasn't been all that bad. There's a big, big, but wait, there's a, a great, bite. big, beautiful great, tomorrow. It's <laughs> a great, big, beautiful tomorrow. Uh, yeah, that, that happened at, towards the end of February, if I'm remembering correctly. Yes. And then, like, immediately, Right after um, Iger stepped down. The Jungle, the jungle Cruise sank. The Jungle Cruise sank. <laughs> Guys, like, you couldn't have written a better script to welcome Bob Chapik to his new role. Yeah, we're, not, we're not saying that was a premonition or anything, or that was, you know, the result of the lack of maintenance that he put into the parks during his tenure in charge of it. But I think, you know, we can all clearly, one thing we can all agree on is Josh tomorrow coming to the head of parks and resorts and those experiences. That is, that is a great gift that we all received. (laughs) Yeah, we're definitely not saying that. Right, right, Teresa. No, no, not at all. I I don't have strong feelings about this person whatsoever. (laughs) I've never expressed that on this podcast. Never. Uh, and I hope that does not change in 2021 uh, when we have season two. Can you believe that? We're going to have a season two. Look at us. Look at us being renewed on something that doesn't actually need to get renewed for. <laughs> <laughs> at least we didn't cancel ourselves. Like that's, that's right. again another bonus of this year. Uh, all right. Um, um, and so one of the other things that happened is also very early in the year and a lot of people 
because of the community that I'm in on Twitter, this was a hot topic and people had thoughts, but I don't know if everybody realized this. So earlier this year, they added music from Disney films into the World Showcase background music. Uh, I know particularly over in France, there was music from Ratatouille and Beauty and the Beast over in the Morocco area. They added music from Aladdin. So essentially areas where characters are already appearing in within those countries so it's not as big of a stretch but i saw a lot of outrage on disney twitter shocker about you know <laughs> these these background tracks that have been there for decades having having disney music moved into them and i think we all know how i feel about disney characters going into epcot not not my favorite choice I don't mind this quite as much as some other people. Um, I do think it is a little sad to lose blues background music just because mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. that's something that really gets me as I'm walking around the parks. That's part of the atmosphere that I'm really drawn to and love. So I am a little sad to kind of miss some of that authenticity to in, in favor of Disney IP. But I also feel like if we're already having characters moved in there, this is at least, this is a a better way to tie it in than some of the choices they've made. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. I, uh, I, I didn't think that I cared about that kind of stuff until I went to uh, walk down main street during uh, the Halloween season this year. And this, they, they did change it. But at the time that I was there, they were still playing like regular Main Street music. There was no uh, no Halloween-isms at all in the background music. And I noticed it and it made me mad. I was like, this is what makes you better, you know, be better than Six Flags. Somebody go change the button. <laughs> like, it's Halloween time. And I was there, I don't know, a week, maybe 10 days into Halloween. So it's not like I showed up the first day, right? Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you on how it does make a difference and it matters, but I will have to leave it open to, I would, I'd have to go, I have to be in Epcot to determine how I feel, you know, specifically to hearing Disney music. Cause over in general, I like Disney music, so it's probably not going to bug me that much. Um, but I will be curious to see how that feels like the right. next time I go. Mm-hmm. And to me, this is at least, this is one of the the more subtle ways that you can make Epcot feel more Disney because I know mm-hmm. that's kind of, that's what they always keep coming back to is we're making it more Disney. We're making it a place that people can connect to our, to our films or our properties. I know mm-hmm. that's, that's what Disney's goal is at the moment. And they've kind of expressed, they want everyone to be able to tie, tie that experience back to something else that they can bring home with them. So I get it. And that's why the, the, adding those those soon and it's all it's just instrumental it's nothing with it's nothing with lyrics which to me that's another if they started adding like actual the singers like i would have had more of a problem with that but because it's just instrumental music i i can see that's that's a good way of incorporating it it i know it's just a lead-in for all the other things they plan on doing that's not my favorite but again for me this i didn't have as adverse a reaction to this as as some people in my circles did but i felt like it was worth mentioning because it is one of those you know the part of the transformation of epcot that actually got completed this year <laughs> well and you also <laughs> the point about instrumental um unfortunately they may live to regret that because all I see is come around, you know, 9.30, 10 o'clock when all the drunks 
start uh-huh. doing their own personal rendition of Let It Go, right? Well, um, and this is where I'm hoping that one of the things that gets canceled is the beer garden thing they were going to be putting into Future World, even though I'm like, mm-hmm. I get it, it's a moneymaker, so more than likely it won't be. But that's like yeah. my number one, like, please let that be, you know, the biggest thing that's taken out by 2020. Let it be the beer garden, because I don't want that. Oof, oof. All right. All right. So let's talk about like just COVID now. I think we are, we've made it to March <laughs> in our little semi timeline here. And a lot of stuff happened due to COVID and COVID related changes. Um, so if anybody wants to just like start shouting them out, we can touch on them. We don't have to go deep dive because of course, you know, most people listening are probably nodding their head going, yep, yep, yep. Um, but uh, go for it. Wait, what do you have COVID related changes? We'll say, I guess I'll leave this more to the two of you since you both have have been there. So I was like, my biggest COVID related change, I didn't go into a Disney park in the year 2020 for the first time in over a decade. So that was a change. Um, But you know, for me, just witnessing having to make the park reservations and the lack of fast passes and all of the the system and technical changes they've had to make, it's been it's been interesting to watch that just as a as a spectator and not somebody who's had to stress about how is that going to impact my day to day. Yeah, I mean, I, it started with just um, college program being sent home abruptly, um, as well as international cast members and uh, college program still has not returned to Walt Disney World. That's a big change down here. When they reopened, we had to go through the park reservations. Patty, do you remember the day that we got up and sat on the website for hours and hours and hours? I do indeed. I do. Indeed. <laughs> it feels like so good long times. ago. <laughs> good times. Good times. Well, the good news is we, we weren't going anywhere. So it's not like we had any place to be, but in front of our computer, refreshing right. and waiting to, you know, get our park reservations. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one note about those international cast members and the college program kids. I definitely noticed the col- the lack of college kids because I always like looking at everybody's name tags and seeing where they're from. Mm-hmm. But um, the international cast members, I think that might be my my biggest uh, like gut punch, like obvious uh, impact for me that that bothered me. Yes. Obviously, everybody walking around wearing a mask, right? That's the visual impact. I get that. But I'm saying like what really made me feel like something had changed and something was different for for going to the parks was going to Epcot and not having a single international person there. Um that 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 got to me and that bothered me. I remember standing in Germany going to get some caramel popcorn because I love it and I wanted to get, you know, some some pieces of caramel to take with me back to my hotel room and it was just sad. Um, not anything against the cast members who were working that counter in there or anything like that, but it was just that it was such a big difference than what you would normally get when you walk in and all the sweet Germans are, you know, chit-chatting and smiling at you and um I missed it. I, and I miss them. And I don't know when we're going to be able to have all of them back. Um, so wear your mask, wash your hands, socially distance, get your vaccine. Let's like, let's get back to quote unquote normal <laughs> as soon as we can. <laughs> Cause I miss them. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, it's just it's just very different. You know, we now have, like, I don't think we have any shows down here. I'm trying to think if any of them have recently reopened. Um, uh, I think the Frozen, um, Frozen, the Frozen is open. one's not open. Yeah, I was going to say, that's what I thought, is that the Frozen one was open. Um, yeah, but so we have no shows down here. Parades are not happening. Um, we, we, we do have cavalcades and... Patty and I love them. <laughs> uh, they're adorable. Uh, and all of that like leads into obviously this, the big, big, huge news in the community is the cast member layoffs. Um, mm-hmm. First there was just furloughs and then that turned into some layoffs and there's been additional layoffs that have been, you know, announced even as of just a couple of weeks ago, I think. So it's the COVID stuff is impacting everything. I mean, just uh, duh, right? I mean, that's not news. We all know it. But uh, the cast member layoffs, I think is just is definitely going to see an impact to Orlando, to Florida, to the parks. Um, We'll have to see, you know, when things ever get back up and running at full speed, hopefully, these folks will also be able to come back to work. Yeah. And, and with that, we're also seeing like some restructuring within the company as a whole, not necessarily just theme parks. So um, I believe one of uh, one of the recent announcements is that they're folding Disney plus in with Hulu and um, you know, they're trying not to have as many overlap, I think in roles from the company perspective. So yeah, Which so that makes sense, crazy. but also sucks because that's that's code for people are losing their Layoff. jobs. So yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um, our castle got a glow up. And <laughs> we'll say it was one one of two castles to to get some changes this year. Yes, it sure was. And oh, both, what was the other what was the other castle? Um, Hong, Kong Hong Kong got their castle of dream. I forget the full name. It's a very long name, but I just call it the Mega Castle because it went from being a a Disneyland style short castle to now I think it's the biggest one of the biggest castles that exists in a Disney park. So it it had this very very big transformation, and both of these changes have been very contentious. Both the the Magic Kingdom paint colors and the the, basically just how it kind of changes the feel of the park for this Hong Kong mega castle. So these are things that people are not, not the biggest fans of these changes from, again, from my, my circles. I like uh, the castle. I mean, I didn't love it when I first saw it. I was kind of like, I need to see it in person. That being said, I wouldn't have chosen to change it. Like I like the blue. I've always loved the blue. I I always thought that was just a beautiful, beautiful color. And I really like classic Cinderella castle. However, I I don't have a problem with the glow up. I think it's pretty. I think it looks really gorgeous when the sun hits it at um, the twilight hour, you know, and and it's just, it's, it's stunning. So I'm not a hater. I know there's a lot of haters out there, but uh, I'm not one of them. I'm, I'm okay with it. Yeah, I'm okay with it too. I love the way that it changes color and it um, it's beautiful from the back at night when it's lit up. I absolutely love it. I am a not a fan of the Hong Kong castle. So you can put me in um, that category of Teresa's Twitter page. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, I feel like the castle's 
should be like the castles need to be a real castle. Like it's either Sleeping Beauties or it's Cinderella's or it's, you know, in this one, it's like they, they took elements from several different Disney character castles and almost put them on the castle. Yeah, it's it's a castle crossover is what it is. And to me, sure. I feel like the castle should be very representative of the park. And Hong Kong is a tiny park. So it kind of fit that they had a tiny castle. And this just, it like I said, it ha- not having been there, you know, this is purely just from a looking at photos. And so I think the castle taken separately from everything else, I actually, I don't think it's awful. But to me, it just does not fit it doesn't fit the feel of that park. So at least for the for the Magic Kingdom, for the paint change, I'm I'm withholding a full opinion until I can see it in person because I have heard that, you know, the view in person, different times of day, it, it can impact how you feel about it. So I'm I'm holding off. But yeah, I think it's notable that we didn't get just one castle change, but we got two this year. What else what else is on our list? So I guess this is something that we probably could have put under things we lost in 2020, but that makes it sound a little too dark. Um, but I think a a notable departure that is going to be felt for a while is, is Joe Rody retiring. If you just think back to the, I think he's at the, at the moment, he was one of the longest, you know, longest staying um, Imagineers and he has had impacts on several of the theme parks. Obviously the biggest one is animal kingdom, which has his, his mark is everywhere throughout that park. I'm, I'm very, this one made me really upset. Like when I heard this news that he was retiring, you know, you, I I feel like he's put in his time and he, he earns a, he's earned himself a break, but he, it's going to be very fascinating to see how any kind of evolution that happens within animal kingdom now that he's not overseeing it. Is there going to be like a big shift in the feel of that park with someone else who, if he's not going to have like his hand on, Oh, you know, giving, giving that input, I'm sure they'll still welcome anything he wants to say, but it's, it's just, I don't know. It's weird thinking about Disney Imagineering without Joe Rody as a part of it. Yeah. I think he's just like, he is Disney Imagineering of my time. Like, so it's just strange thinking that he's not there. It's very sad. I guess I'm the only one that's like, eh, there's a lot of really look. I don't want to. I don't want to say eh, as in I don't believe in Joe, and I don't think he's amazing because I do. Don't get me wrong. But what I'm saying is, there's a lot of really talented people out there, and I'm okay with the fact that we hopefully will get some additional changes and some different. You know, I, there's not anything specific that I want changed. I'm just saying. Like, I like moving forward. I'm kind of the the Walt idea of, you know, nothing. We always keep moving forward. So even him taking the, the retirement and going ahead and, and getting his much-deserved rest, uh, I respect that. I'm cool with that. I understand it. Um, but I doubt, I doubt he, like, guys, he's not going to go away away. You know what I mean? Like, his hand's going to be, like, in the pie, I bet, a little bit here and there, maybe. I just can't imagine... Um, I can't imagine him completely walking away from something that he's been so entrenched in for so long. Uh, so maybe that's also why I'm not like too super sad about it, but, but I hear you. Like, I, I agree. He's kind of the face of what we know and he's, he's all of animal kingdom, right? So the last 20, whatever years it's, 
than Joe's Park. So we'll have to see how what happens there, right? Well, and um, I guess that's, that's part of it, too, because I feel like he, especially the past several years, um, even more so since Tony Baxter is hired, I feel like he's kind of the most notable face that you can put to Imagineering. And even and now, even more so because Imagineers were amongst the cast members who, who were let go recently. So I'm like, I don't who what I don't know who my face of Imagineering is right now. I don't know who's somebody mm-hmm. that I kind of connect to. And to for me, like I said, feeling feeling disassociated with that side of Disney theme parks is a weird feeling for me. Um, sure. So I, said, and I think it's just because I don't I don't even I don't even know all of the the Imagineers who who else may have left over the last few months or who is there working on projects. So I, I know we have there's, you know, a few notable people, obviously, they're going to keep a lot of their talent. But like I said, it's just weird to not have someone that think of Imagineering. Here is this person who I know, I know the kind of projects they're working on, and I know what they put into it. It's just like I said, it's being having a disconnection from that. It's just a weird feeling for me. No, I get it. I get it. All right. uh, Let's see. Oh, so other news that happened, a couple of, of things that, that came out. Um, I wanted to mention also, I, I should have mentioned this back with Ren Disney, but uh, that marathon course actually got shortened for the first time ever, I believe. Yeah. They had to cut off how many, how was it like two point something miles of the marathon course, Shane? I can't remember exactly how much it was, Maybe. but. I don't know. I was drinking. Yeah. I'm aware. I, I mean, you. I mean, I mean, I was, I was cheering. I was support. <laughs> we, we were on support. Yes, I saw you. Um, yeah, no, they they cut it uh, a little bit, and uh, so some folks actually got a shortened marathon course, uh, which is hugely disappointing for, especially in my opinion, the the first time marathoners to to find out that that happened to them, but. It was because of the heat. We had this unseasonably un- insanity happening in uh, in January of this year, and they just thought it was the safest option for the runners to go ahead and, and make that call. So that happened. Um, something else that has happened, and this was part of the COVID changes, but I kind of, I, do you, what do you guys think? The mobile ordering, it's a requirement now. So before you could opt into mobile ordering. So if you knew about it, if you had a travel agent that told you about mobile ordering, or if you found a great blog post talking about mobile ordering, then you would know uh, that there was a way kind of to skip the line. And now that is the line. Everybody mobile orders. You, you have to mobile order at the quick services in order to get a meal at any of the parks. What do you guys think? Do you think this is going to stick around? Do you think this is something that they're like, you know what? It's working. We like it. Keep doing it. Or are they yes. going to like pull this as soon as they can? No, I think mobile ordering is um, is definitely here to stay. And I wouldn't be surprised if we saw some more changes to it. Like I know um, when you go to mobile order in the park, it allows you to select a time. So it says like, what time will you show up? And they've gotten a little bit better in that you can't always just be like, oh, I'm ordering for right now. So they're able to manage kind of how many people are coming through any sort of quick service at any given time. That way you don't say like, oh, I'm here, but then your food doesn't come out for 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. Um, And that really happens during like the peak times, like lunches, especially like, 
guys, stop eating lunch at 12 o'clock. That's my biggest tip for you. So, um, but they've gotten to the point where you're able to choose like half hour buckets. And that's much more in line with how Disneyland did it. Cause Disneyland, you, when you did your mobile order, you had to select a time and it wasn't always just like, Oh, I'm going to show up now. So, um, do I think that there's going to, it's here to stay? Yeah, I do. Um, there is a way for you to order if you don't have, um, a phone that has an app on it or whatever, you can just talk to a cast member and they'll figure that out for you. But it's definitely like here to stay. Do I think it'll always be as strict as they are? Um, Like right now you have to have your mobile order. You have to, when you show up and say, yes, I'm here and it's ready, you have to show somebody before they allow you to go inside to pick up your order that your order is ready. You're not allowed in until your order is ready. Do I think that'll loosen up? Yes, of course. Eventually, you know, one would hope that we would go back to um, a little bit more relaxed ways in that. But, uh, but I do think that mobile ordering is going to be around for a while. Uh, what do you think about annual passes? Do you think they will ever sell me an annual pass again? <laughs> yeah. Look, I made the fatal flaw. I, I thought back in February when my annual pass expired, I made the judgment call to wait until April when I was going for the Run Disney Star Wars uh, half marathon weekend that I was going to get my new annual pass in April and that, that it would be an April to April date. And that was better for me. And that was my plan. Womp womp. I missed that window of getting in and they shut the door on annual passes like in June. Now, folks that have to renew, I believe you guys are getting to renew, but those of us who no longer have that option, that's my question is when, how, what are they going to do? Are annual passes going to be a thing again? What's your prediction? I think it'll definitely be back. Um, I'm just going off of the fact that I just Googled it and it's still up with prices. You can click on it. It takes you to a page that's obviously dead. Like it doesn't, um, it doesn't allow you to check out, but I do think it'll be back. And I think, uh, I think as, you know, as we now have a vaccine and things will hopefully improve, I see us moving back towards that. But as much as annual pass holders here, we're not as, uh, as I don't want to say that we're not as important, um, but we're just not as large a percentage of annual pass as say Disneyland is, they still need us. And I think I think if nothing else, this year kind of showed them that (laughs) because those of us that did have annual passes, we suddenly became increasingly more important to Florida this year. As the non-Florida annual pass holder, I'm like, I feel slightly different, (laughs) you know, just in terms of like, I feel like I, I, you know, I'm, I don't mind that I kept my annual pass because I did keep it in the hopes that things would, you know, have gotten improved and I would have been able to get down there. But I do feel like because they, they there were some annual pass offerings that were in Florida only, I do feel like 
they don't, they haven't fully realized how important some, because, you know, I'm the annual pass holder that I do spend all the money to, to stay on property. So, mm-hmm. but that's, that's a different conversation. <laughs> um, no, I think that it makes sense as to why they shut down the annual pass, being able to get one, just because there's a, a large number of the perks of being an annual pass holder are just not an option right now. So, you know, being able to go to the parks whenever you want and doing park hopping, I think it makes sense that they paused it at least until they're able to more fully offer the things that are included with the annual pass. So I think in the new year, once park, once you can start to do park hopping again, I think once they see how that works and if they are still able to manage capacity. Um, and I think, you know, after monitoring that for a bit, I think that will get, get us closer to opening up annual passes for, for new members or returning ones. This is something that I think is going to be like super, would be super interesting to see the data behind it because I'm curious. I am the person who I, use that annual pass as my excuse to go down a couple of times. Well, I already have an annual pass. I've already paid, right. you know, yeah, the expensive exactly. part. I've already bought the tickets. The tickets are what kills you when you try mm-hmm. to go down there. So yeah, getting a hotel room was nothing. Like that was, that was the easy part to me to, ju- you know, to be able to afford and to justify. And that's how I could make multiple trips. But if they're looking at me to buy regular price tickets multiple times a year, well, that's, that's, that's not going to happen. It just really isn't because on paper, it looks like such a huge number, even though it technically could end up being the exact same amount as I would have spent on an annual pass, you know? Um, But there's something psychological about that, I think, for me. So I would be very, very curious, though, you know, from the data on the back end, which obviously we will never have access to, um, people like us, Teresa, who are out-of-staters, like what this means if they think that they can get more money out of us if they think we'll come anyway and just buy the full day tickets. Like when I went, um, when I went in, uh, in September, I only went for one day. I paid for one day ticket and then I went the other two days. I went over to universal. So, because I have an annual pass there, (laughs) I had already paid that money. Right. So see, again, it's like a psychological thing for me. Um, Anyway, just just super curious about all of that. Uh, you know, who knows what's going to happen. Let's uh, let's wrap this up by talking a little bit about the Disney Plus announcements from Investors Day and what's going from an entertainment field. Now, this could be an entire podcast season, to be honest, to talk about everything that they dropped on us because they dropped a lot of information. And I don't want to go into like super deep details right now, but I will put up blog posts and give you guys some links to places where you can go and read everything that's coming out because it's a lot. There's a lot of cool stuff on the horizon. Um, The big news that I took away from the Disney uh, Investors Day was that Disney Plus is a rip-roaring success. Obviously, they're going, thanks, COVID, for that, because I think that's why it's as banana pants as, as it turned out to be. Um, not to say it wasn't doing well before, but I do definitely, it, people are home. They've got nothing to do. So they're watching Mandalorian, right? Uh, they're they, they're t- t- tuning into Disney Plus. Despite the fact that very little uh, new content came out because of COVID. All of these productions were put on hold and all of these 
projects were put on hold that we thought we were going to see all through 2020. And I'm looking at basically the Marvel series that we were supposed Mm -hmm. to have. Everything was put on hold and pushed back because it was right at the end or right in the middle of production. And they just couldn't, they couldn't do it during the early parts of COVID. Um, So I find that so fascinating that they've got this like cash cow. They've got this, this money system pumping money into the Disney uh, conglomerate um, that they weren't quite counting on, which is great because that helps. I mean, it's not making up everything, but it's obviously helping keep some things afloat and keeping um, the investors happy anyway. Um, but yeah, I find that fa- I, fa- I found that fascinating to see uh, that I don't have the numbers in front of me, but it was like a huge amount. It was something like they expected 70,000 million, whatever subscribers in the course of the next, the first two or three years. And they're already at like a hundred thousand or 80,000 or something crazy like that. They, they surpassed that number within the first year. So it blew away all expectations. So yay COVID. I don't know, <laughs> but um, that's definitely something noteworthy to know about what's happening with Disney plus. The other thing if you are not a Disney Plus subscriber, but you're thinking about becoming one, you might want to hop on that because in March of 2021, they are going to up the price by $1. It's only a dollar. It's not anything like, you know, terribly earth shattering or whatever, but lock yourself in if that's going to bug you. So keep that in mind. That also came out at the Investor's Day announcements. Uh, so what is, if- it a, is it a lock-in? situation or is it just all subscribers are going up a dollar in March? I haven't specifically looked at it, but I think it's, I think it's the situation. Like if you pay a year in advance, if you plop down your, whatever it is, 70. Oh, if you buy, oh, got it, got it. If you buy, they're not going to come back and ask you for your extra dollar every month, Jane. Right. So if you lock it into that, then that's my guess. But if you're going month to month, then that's my assumption is that a month to month person probably just has until March. And then in March, you would start paying that extra dollar, if that makes sense. Since you can cancel at any time, that makes sense that Disney's like, yep, we're going to make you, I mean, we pay uh, Netflix every month. And so whenever Netflix wants to add an extra dollar to our payment, we pay that extra dollar to the payment. So, right. My um, my Disney Plus and everything is included in my Verizon, so I don't really know how any of it works. And I did the I did the founders rate at D twenty three Expo for the the three years paid in full. So the only downside to that is one another announcement that they made in terms of pricing that I'm I think I'll switch to when I have the opportunity is they announced that. Because I know they have their bundle already with Hulu, but they announced that for $6 more than whatever that current price is, you'll be able to get the Hulu ad free, which has always been my frustration with doing a Hulu subscription is Mm -hmm. there's so many of those plans, like you still get ads with them. And I'm like, well, I don't, if I'm paying it, so I don't have ads. So now that they're going to have an option where you can get both and not have the ad free Hulu, I'm like, all right, whenever, when this rate ends, I'm, I'm very content to switch over to that. Yep. 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 Yeah. That's, we have Hulu too. And my husband hates the ads. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't care. We're not going at that next level, but I'm with you on that whole, that whole situation as well. Um, Disney plus. Okay. So, so something else that was a COVID 
craziness, fatality or whatever, is obviously the movie theaters. A lot of uh, things were just pushed back. Uh, we were supposed to have Black Widow by now. We're, we're still not watching Black Widow, right? Um, we were supposed to have a lot of really great movies come out. And a lot of them ended up getting pushed uh, off for a good year. Some of them, they pushed them off, they pushed them off, and then they finally gave up. And they're like, fine, we're just going to put it on Disney+. Plus." One example of that was Mulan. And there was this big drama about this where you could pay $30 to watch Mulan the moment it came out on top of your Disney Plus fee. And that I think was actually fairly successful in the sense that I remember seeing the, the money, the, the numbers that came out that first day, you know, saying how many people paid it. And it, it looked like a lot of money to me. I don't think, obviously, I don't think it made up the differences to what they spent making the film, but it was a good chunk of change that, you know, was a good influx of money at the time. Um, now Mulan, a couple of months later, if you had just waited, you could have watched it for free because it's now streaming on Disney Plus uh, for anybody that has a subscription. So you didn't have to pay for it. It just, you just had to wait to be able to see it as part of the system. So now there's a whole lot of projects that are coming out that are going to be a, a combination of that. Some are going to open in movie theaters and also on Disney Plus, but with that premium, or some are going to open uh, just in movie theaters, and some are going to go straight to Disney Plus. Soul. Soul is coming uh, December 24th, 25th. Uh, it's for Christmas. I can't remember exactly which day, though. Um, and Soul is not going to be opening in theaters. It's going to go straight to Disney Plus. And I believe that one is not a pay-per-view. I think that's a, you just get you just get it. Like Merry Christmas to you. Here's Soul. Here's this amazing Pixar movie. So, yes. yeah. So there's a lot of um, interesting things. Disney's not doing an all or nothing approach. It looks like maybe each title they're going to make different determinations on what they do with it. And I guess we'll have to see what happens with the vaccines and what happens, you know, as more time goes by with movie theaters to determine if movie theaters, you know, are still a thing <laughs> uh, or if we're going to just be streaming all of our movies at home, you know, from now on. Um, but for now, what we do know is that there's going to be like this combination of things. So it's something you're going to want to keep, you know, paying attention to because it's not all going to be the same. It's not like uh, who was it? Warner brothers that announced everything is going to be out on uh, HBO max. Yeah. Yeah, Disney did not, at this time, they have not taken that approach. There is going to be, you know, a combination of situations happening there. So, heads up on that. For any of the the new titles, because along with this, you know, I was expecting when they were talking about, like, Investor's Day, I was like, oh, it's going to be more, like, structural things and talking about money. But we also did get a ton of announcements of new Disney projects. So I'm curious for both of you, are there any any that stood out to you that you're most excited for? And I know this could be a really long list, but if you have like <laughs> two, or, two or three as they were coming out, you're like, oh yes, jumping out of my chair. I can't wait for that. 
This was like a mini D23 Expo. That was exactly the feeling it gave me. I was like, they're not doing D23 next year, and they didn't get Comic-Con this year, Uh so they're Uh just doing all the announcements. (laughs) Well, and not only the announcements. So my answer to you is the announcements, yeah, 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 whatever. We've seen how things change. Like I'm not holding my breath for anything right now. Um, However, what did get me excited were the the trailers that we got for the, the ones that they series. let us see? Yes, the ones that they <laughs> the let like fifteen percent that they showed us. <laughs> that was also the weird thing. Like when you, so we watched this. Uh, I I was streaming it, and they didn't show us everything. They only showed us certain things. Uh, so I guess I didn't have the right link. You know, yeah, I think there was there was another <laughs> link for. For certain level of people got this other link, certain level of press got to see the full trailers and full teasers that were coming out for a lot of these. But we did, we did get some good stuff, especially when they got to like the Lucasfilm and the Marvel, the Um, Marvel announcements. We actually got to see more of that than I was expecting. So that's my answer: is all the Marvel. Period. Like uh, most of that, I think had already been announced. So I'm not landing on anything that. that jumped out at me as new. I need to look at the list. See, um, so I know well, so much. I'll say the new one for me that so yeah, they did give us footage for all of the all of the series that they'd announced. Mm-hmm. So Loki, Falcon and Winter Soldier, yes. WandaVision, What If, which I'm very excited for. What If we actually mm-hmm. we got to see more footage from all of those. Um, but I think the new the new show that they had talked about, Secret Invasion is one i'm super excited i love captain marvel and this is kind of an extension of a story that was you know dropped dropped into captain marvel uh so i'm i'm really excited for that i was excited also to see that ms marvel in addition to getting her own series will be part of captain marvel 2 um so like i said there was there was so many announcements and we got some some casting looks within some of these announcements for marvel but yeah seeing seeing the footage for the series that, that were already announced was it was really fun to watch that and knowing we're going to get to spend more time with these characters i forgot about secret invasion but that is definitely it's not even so much the um the story because i'm not a comic book geek and i've never pretended to be i really just love the marvel cinematic universe um so i am learning as this goes on but i do have a friend who's a super comic book geek and she was hoping that based on what we saw with, in Captain Marvel, that there would be secret invasion, that that would be something else that would be coming coming up. And so I know she was super excited about that. But of course, I was excited just because it's Samuel L. Jackson. I mean, hello. Well, and plus, and, and also, I know, th- depending if it's still in that same time period, maybe a little Phil Coulson. A little Phil Coulson. In. I'll take that. I'll take that. Jane, is there anything that you were uh, interested in or excited about? Uh, it was mostly just the Marvel stuff and... Um... I didn't really get to look at much of every anything else. It's, you know, been a bad week. <laughs> oh, finals. It's, yeah. it's finals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I get it. I get it. All right. Well, so, I have a blog post that has a whole bunch of Star Wars stuff on it. That's so I'll make sure to link that for you now that my site is working again. Because also, hello, bad week. Um, but uh, I have that for you and you can check that out. There's a, we're getting 10 new Star Wars Um things over the next 10 years through Lucasfilm. It's insane. 
well, and a lot of those that, to be honest was it i think a lot of those are going to be limited series so it's going to be they're going to have one season and then that's that's it mm-hmm. um so mm-hmm. I'm, i was yeah i had the same like you know starting to feel angsty about you know oh we're going to oversaturate star wars again because they they saw what happened a few years ago when they were doing that but i think a lot of these are going to be like self-contained limited stories and then where it's not going to be the same, like they're going to have to keep doing it year after year. Um, I will say though, I really hope the Ahsoka series is an actual like full on series. Um, I'm super, super excited about that, especially if they, they tie any of it into the, the rebels series or any of like the animated animated series that she was part of. Um, I'm, I'm so excited for Ahsoka. I kind of had a feeling with the Mandalorian storyline mm-hmm. that like, they're not going to get you know, they're not going to hire Rosario Dawson and not have, like, only have her be in one episode. I was like, there's no way. So oh, sure. I'm sure. so excited that that was confirmed. So for for the Lucasfilm announcements, that was probably the biggest one for me. See, yeah. and I still, I still haven't even gotten to watch Mandalorian. <laughs> That's how far behind I am. That's all right. That's all right. It's the end of the end of the semester. You'll get there. You'll get there. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. No, no. There's a there's a lot of good information um, that came out in this investors thing. And it was frankly overwhelming. Um, It seems like they just threw us a whole lot of amazing stuff that's possibly coming. I am excited from a Pixar aspect. (laughs) We have Chris Evans is going to be playing the oh, I saw this. inspiration yeah, the, yeah <laughs> the character that inspired Buzz Lightyear uh, something like that in Pixar anyway if you're upset about Tim Allen being Buzz Lightyear like don't worry he's still Buzz Lightyear like that's not what's happening uh, Chris actually posted on his Instagram uh, a, a little spiel about it about how he felt about it but I just because he's so Captain America to me and like Buzz Lightyear is an extension of that kind of type of, you know, all American character to me. I can see this. And of course, more Chris Evans, who doesn't want more Chris Evans in their life. So I am down with this. I I think that'll be really great. It's called Lightyear and it's going to be on Pixar or it's coming out through Pixar. I'm hoping that means it'll be, we'll be back in movie theaters by then. (laughs) That would be nice. Um, There was just a, there was a, God, there was so much. I'm like trying to remember what else got me super excited. I'll say, oh, go ahead. Well, I mean, three men and a baby. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And what makes you excited about that one? (laughs) Oh, I don't know. (laughs) Just the casting, maybe. I don't know. Anywho, uh, so yeah, there's a lot of uh, a lot of great stuff coming out in entertainment in the next ten years. <laughs> well, they, and speaking, some, something, look, and speaking of something that I feel like I've been waiting ten years for, we got our Enchanted sequel is confirmed and it's happening. We are going to get Disenchanted. I yeah. feel like I have been waiting forever for this news. So for that to be confirmed with Amy Adams was that was I think of like the Walt Disney Studios news. That was such a big highlight. I'm I can't wait for that. Well, and I thought that was interesting how, you know, they mentioned her, but they don't mention um Dr. McDreamy. So what's up with that? Which well, it's called Disenchanted. So <laughs> I, I mean, I feel like that's if he's involved, maybe maybe things have gotten a little rocky. Let's find out what happens. <laughs> Let's find out what happens. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> All right. Well, I that's you know 2020. I don't. I know we didn't talk about everything, but we talked about. Oh, we left a big one off. 
we have to throw this in there because it was kind of our personal favorites that the three of us would text each other. And I don't think we ever did a show on it, but we kept meaning to. And it's the NBA bubble. That was (laughs) the most amusing thing to watch as a Disney fan to see what they were doing and to see the behind the scenes and to see what all of these uh, players who were bored out of their minds, I think half the time uh, would put on social media and such for us. So the NBA bubble was another big thing, but between the three of us, we would send each other like uh, tweets and and Instagram stories that we saw and stuff uh, talking about it. But um, that was crazy. That was. And special, special gold star MVP award to Robin Lopez for being, being, you know, NBA star and giant, giant Disney nerd fan. Like he is, he is one of us. Let's get that straight. So getting his perspective and seeing all of his commentary, I think, like I said, that was just a highlight. And I feel, I feel like we are lucky in that being the age of the internet. So we actually got to witness that and feel like we were there firsthand. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That was a, that was, you know, probably a once in a lifetime situation, right? That, that would went down. And because the internet, we were able to watch it all unfold. Well, if we forgot anything, please come and join our Facebook group and let us know. Um, Remember, we will be over there chatting through the holidays, but we will be back in January with, uh, you know, new updates and hopefully the new year will bring us good news. So yeah, good times. And make sure you keep joining us on the No Guilt Disney podcast, because as Patty likes to say, it's no fun to fangirl Disney 2020 alone. Bye y'all.